Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Good morning, this is Inside Nigeria, January 31st, 2022, and the last edition for the month of January and this year, 2022. My name is Winifred Bebo, and it's my pleasure to be hosting this program this morning. With me in the studio is a public affairs analyst, a journalist, and a lawyer. His name is Samson Osman with Daily Post newspaper. Sir Samson? Yeah, it's a pleasure having pleasure you here. To have you here. Yeah, thank you. This is your first in the program. Yeah. yeah. It's a pleasure to have you here. We have four newspapers for review this morning, talking of Nigeria's most influential newspaper, Leadership, its sister publication, National Economy, The Punch newspaper, and Daily Sun. We are flagging it up with a staple, Leadership, on Leadership cover this morning. Despite oil prices above $40 benchmark in 2021, federal government states depletes excess food account by $37 million. Despite oil prices above $40 benchmark in 2021, federal government states deplete excess food account by $37 million. Only $35.368 million left. Government not saving excess food says. In some sense, this is what we have on leadership over this money. What will you say to that? The situation whereby we have our food accounts depleted by $37 million. Yeah, uh, my sister, you know, um, you know that uh, this country, God is on our side. If not, a country of over 200 million population to to survive on monolithic kind of uh, economy yeah. is, is, is risky it's a risk yeah. and uh, each time our annual budget is projected yeah. the oil benchmark of 40 dollar per barrel or 50 dollar per barrel as this what is expected in our executive account to be the reserve yeah. the surplus when the surplus is saved then the economy can say okay, we are operating at a, a balance level. Then it will further stabilize our currency. It will boost up our international uh, reserve. But because good lawyer is the only mistake that Nigeria has. So they will spend the projected uh, dollar and also dip hand into the excess lawyer. And they will be blowing the two accounts at the same time. And that is exactly what we want to do. And that is why, if there's any economic meltdown anywhere, uh, we are quickly shaking. Because there's nothing to sustain the economy. And very, very unfortunate. So we've been operating at a very risky, risky way of governing ourselves in this country. So like how can the nation be spending what they are projected and be spending all projected? Revenue at the same time. You realize what it means? Okay, now as we speak, according to a leadership, I, I read a story the night that it's only 35.36 million that is left as such today yes. in the excess food account as such today. It means that the government is not saving anything. If the government is not saving anything, if for instance, if anything happens that affects the price of our oh, yeah. food oil. Anyway, we're even lucky that they are yeah, it's just increasing. It's increasing now, yeah. as we think about. 
So it's just God that is sustaining us. But so we are not managing ourselves well. Not managing ourselves well. Where are the policies that will bring in more revenue outside the oil revenue for the country? Because where are these policies? Why those policies? So why can a government of a what the government of a whole country as big as the earth? You know, over the years, uh, yes. since we've had uh, successive governments uh, uh, coming up with manifesto or programs that will take uh, uh, take its focus away from uh, dependence on oil, and we've not seen much. Yeah, we haven't seen any more. What solution would you prefer? Yeah, yes. the, 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 see, the solution is so far The solution can only be where government itself pull out the policy, then you put up the mechanisms. To implement and monitor that policy to the latter. That's not the problem. Most of government policies end up in the pocket of the elites. I'll give you a typical example agricultural policy. Okay. Anywhere in the world, no country is as blessed as Nigeria in terms of agriculture because the environment we find ourselves, the soil, the weather, the climate, everything favors agricultural production. And if government rolls out a policy on agriculture, the elite will hijack it. Now, in the, for instance, in, in the course of this administration, in the last uh, seven years or so, into this administration, can a farmer post that this is a government program that, uh, that was a good and he benefited from it? No single farmer. But what we have is the armchair farmers are the ones that are assessing these agricultural policies. And when they got that money, they divert the money into politics. They divert the money into something else. Okay. Now, like uh, I, I, I had a, a really But we have the Anchors uh, Programs Program. How many people have? Yeah. How many people have put that program? Yeah. That is theory. Yeah. That is theoretical. Who are those people that benefit from that? Apart from the program, apart from the rural program, they have so many programs, and we are not seeing anything. What's it, guys? My name's Anthony, and we are not seeing anything. Okay, if you go to a village now, I'm sure you come from a, a community where there are also into family. Ask, you see that? That's where you see government police working. Ask somebody there, somebody in the interior. Have you able, able, have you been able to assess any government? Uh, packets that will help you to push your family. I'll tell you, they have nothing to do about it. For instance, if a government makes policies and the policy is rolled out, the next thing is the, 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 the elite will go behind and hijack it and start interacting with Central Bank of Nigeria, all the commercial banks, all these financial institutions, and assess it. And we have not seen anything. What we have all over the places are armchair farmers. Because if you if you if you argue with me, I'll tell you, okay, let us go to the street. So I'll ask somebody on the street. In the last several years, if you are a farmer, in the last several years, what have you said from the government? Because they have not had anything about that. At the cost of food, keep surging day, day by day. The evidence of food agricultural program is the downward trend of food stock. 
So when the food spread the goods up, that coming down, then it shows that something has been injected into the agricultural economy and people have been able to eat. So then how much is a, is a bag of rice? The other day, they were doing a, a sharing somewhere there, say the rice pyramid and all sorts of things. Okay, how many rice that, that are there, how many people have benefited from it? If we have enough of rice and you now want to demonstrate that that we have enough of rice and we are doing a rice pyramid, then go to the market to ask how much is the bag of rice, how much is the, the mood of rice. That, you see, we must tailor our policy from a down up and not up top down. Am I complicating? Yeah. That's the issue. Yeah, away from leadership newspaper, the sister publication, National Economy, is still on the issue of oil. And the headline says Nigeria loses $1 billion to oil production deficit. More boring like it. Nigeria loses $1 billion to oil production deficit. More boring like it. Yes, you see, um, one is so surprised because uh, when it comes to the issue of oil production, yeah. it should be a well-controlled process, a well-monitored process. But in the case of regular oil industry, there are hemorrhages everywhere. If you go to where they are producing oil, the 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 book colors are all over the places. Yes, like we saw recently, we get the, exactly. We get it became an embarrassment. One hundred and twenty-one, one hundred and twelve illegal refineries some local countries and river states. That is even the one that was captured or that was uh, reported. The all reported ones are still there. Yes, when I was still in the field, actually, I happened on when we went to river state for this uh, hyper tech or for this cleaning. Yeah. Went there and uh, we turned the funds on uh, army officers. Yeah. Yes, and uh, unfortunately, the security agents that are supposed to be up and doing securing the nation's infrastructure mm. are the major conspirators because everybody is out to quest for money. That to the extent that security, some of the security agents will even lobby for them to be posted for the state so that within few months they become millionaires overnight because of oil booking, illegal uh, oil fanaries and all sorts of evil that people are about in the creek right inside the offshore where nobody can easily access. And now there are speculations that Nigeria will not be able to meet his uh, uh, budget targets. That's the issue. And considering the fact that uh, oil is on the increase. It's on the increase. Uh, yeah, you see, had it been, if uh, the oil production process we are talking about, it's work or two and we are able to beat our target. You know the better for us. But you know, one thing the strange thing about is that uh, the governor of River State, Wiki, has been the one crying alone wolf over these uh, illegal refineries. They have not heard anything from the federal government. That is the kind of policy we are talking about. You see, because you see, uh, River State is an opposition state. But what Wiki is doing right now is in the national interest. So, and for Wiki to have a detailed uh, information of police, you know, to expel, I mean, to, to expel to a particular DPO, I don't want to call his name, out of, and to transfer, and to transfer him. Transfer. You know, not only that he was withdrawn from the local government, yes. but asked to transfer, to transfer out of the state completely. But I don't think the uh, national has Well, well uh, I'm not updated on that. But what I'm even saying is, if government. However, some bodies say that uh, he's just playing to the gallery. That ah, that's another thing. 
that those illegal refineries have been there and they have been operating since time immemorial. Oh, okay, now, uh, you see, that is the problem. Everything will go inside. That is the biggest, that's another biggest challenge that is facing us. Because Ruke is an opposition person. When he talks, they look at it as you want to make political capital out of that. But these are facts. Because as this morning I read how uh, the local government, the chairman of the uh, world government, uh, Chief Deloy, mm, also, yes. as I used to say, that he went to a particular, um, a particular community that he met uh, illegal oil brokers. Mm. Most people were into kidnapping and oil brokers at the same time. So when they heard that uh, they were coming, they abandoned, uh, in fact, some of their captives were killed and they assembled their corpse in a particular oh. abandoned hospital in that interior. I read this morning. Oh. And the man was angry and asked the security gang to go after these criminals. And when they started transacting uh, um, everywhere, they met some of these uh, criminals right inside the kitchen. They were into oil, they are into oil, but they are into kidnapping. You imagine the kind of evil that is going on in the streets. But when we came to I expected the federal government to take up that matter as a matter of responsibility and deal with that situation and deal it frontally. But my sisters I speak with you, I don't think I have had any move by the government because Wilke is considered as an opposition. And they wouldn't want him to take credit or advantage of that situation. And it's very sad. So if the Nigeria continues, okay, Nigeria loses $1 billion to oil production, yes. then more borrowing is likely. So the outcome of what we're talking about is borrowing. And if you look at our index, borrowing index, it has so much surge in the last five years. To the extent that the future and the destiny of our children yet to born is at stake already. The issue of diversification that we are talking about has been a, a charade. It has just been a talking and there's nothing to back it up. And it's very unfortunate. We can't continue to run the government like this. And we think that we have the best economy for us and for our children. It's not done at all. And it's very unfortunate. Thank you so much, Sir uh, Samson. We'll be going on a, on a break now, yes? We'll come back, we'll take more of our papers for you. Don't go away, just stay tuned. We'll be back. Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Yes, welcome back. This is Inside Nigeria, where we've set major front page stories of some selected newspapers. This is Winnie for the Bible, and uh, I've had with me on that program on the set this morning of first timer. <laughs> I must say, he's a public affairs analyst, a lawyer, and also a journalist with Daily Post newspaper. He is Samson Christmas. Samson, it's a pleasure to have you um, once again. I will move over to our paper, newspaper on our menu this morning, and it's Daily Sun. Daily Sun newspaper talking about insecurity situation we have in the country. Daily Sun is coming out with a bloody one. It says bloody weekend in Niger Kaduna. Bloody weekend in Niger Kaduna. Terrorists kill seven top 
ATF commanders of residents, bandits, litter communities. Government confirms 11 dead, 30 houses burned in Zango Katab. Government key soldier injured three in rivers. Bloody weekend in Niger, Kaduna. Terrorist key seven top JTF commanders. Corpses of residents, bandits, litter communities. Government confirms 11 dead, 30 houses burned in Zango Katab. Government key soldier injured three in rivers. Daily Sun, what a bloody story we uncover this morning. You see, uh, the issue of uh, insecurity. Security, uh, insecurity situation in Nigeria seems to have no end. So, what are we going to do? You see, the issue of uh, insecurity report has been the most trended of all reports in the news media in the year for the last six years. And it has not abated. Mm. I think it has not abated because the figures you are seeing are just the figures that are available. They are numerous plethora of killing attacks that are not reported. And the issue is that we, the government itself is. Uh, in the island, the government cannot solve this problem for now. This particular government cannot solve this problem again. Cannot solve this problem again. If they can't solve this problem for the past seven years, before the end of this year, they can't solve this problem again. And Nigerians must make up their mind that the what is happening here should form part of their decision. You see, it is better Nigerians. We make ourselves available to die in few numbers. You know, trying to get government that will secure this nation than, um, than, than become afraid and allow government that will not be able to protect, secure us in the next government. Yes, that's what I want to ask. Okay. In, 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 in Kaduna, yeah. no day passes without casualties. Human casualties, property casualties, they wreck havoc of houses, rape, killing, and all manner of things everywhere. Who are those people in that forest that the government cannot take the battle to the other I am not a security man, I am not a military man, but my thinking is that when you take the battle to the doctor of your enemies, you are likely. To defeat that enemy, than waiting when it happens, starting such a system. What else must we do? I remember in 20, 2020 or so, government released one billion dollars wow. from the yes. excess crude account. Remember, yes. from the directly from the excess crude account. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Without even passing through the National Assembly, that even passing through the, the legislative procedure. But when some analysts wanted to raise eyes, bro, say no. Because of the situation, we found ourselves that you allow that. And that was what happened. I've written results. Now, if the marauding terrorists keep killing, keep killing, and the, the, the weapon has failed us, what will be the terrorist 
because it is when the intelligence community are alive to their responsibilities that they will be able to proactively meet this report. Because, like the other day I was here in, in this studio and I said, the, there's what we call surreptitious interest. That is personal interest among the security aid committee. What betray the effort to tackle criminals ahead of That is what Then number two, why is government arresting some of them and sparing them? I think uh, governor, uh, I, I, I am a, a lawyer. Raise this issue. Yeah. I am a lawyer. I believe in justice. I believe in due process. But the circumstances with which this country finds itself and people are at the receiving end. You, you dare not spare any terrorists. You don't spare them. My sister, as I speak with you, even in a, in a, in Bono State, they say that some of them that repented. Boko Haram is here that repented, and I saw that repented. They are keeping them and feeding them somewhere. There are a lot of those people that we are feeding. That whose children are orphans, whose wives are widows. What was government doing to mitigate the process? Then you are feeding this one to the extent that the cow that was given to them also, they insisted that they would be the one to slaughter it. Somebody from government came and slaughtered it, they said the man is anemic them, and they started protesting. That uh, the things that came to slaughter their cow is the only them. Now, several top JTF commanders were killed. Now, he, with, with this kind of report, he gives them that lever, that strength. Emboldening them. Exactly. They become more emboldened than yes. They are really dealing with the Nigerian government. That is the signal of this country to them. And everywhere, they keep, they do that part that we talk about killing in Yamukata, killing in Kanda, Satakano. And it's very sad. If Kanda state cannot be governed appropriately, why can't government declare state of emergency? Remove the governor and tackle those things and let's move forward with our lives. What is the essence of government when citizens are not protected? What is the essence of government when citizens are not protected? We're not talking about political party design. We're talking about life. Life is sacred. The thing has become so, so much and is putting this country to public opium across the world. I had a one ambassador, ambassador of the country again, yesterday, was saying that uh, uh, the image of Nigeria has been so battered about by even the foreign media. Foreign media cannot carry the image of this country if things are not actually happening here. What is happening here that is reported there? So enough of killing in Kadhafi, enough of killing in Niger. Niger is also another haven of yes, criminals. Yes. Because there are ungoverned uh, forests, ungoverned spaces in Niger State. That these criminals are. It's the largest state. Exactly. It in, large, in terms of landmass. Land yes. It's the largest. So these people are on rampage. And the government also is never sincere in some of their actions and reactions. It's not. Apart from the fact that uh, within the security cycle, there are compromisers, there are conspirators there oh. that betray the effort. Government itself is 
need to be precisive. You don't look at your religious background. You don't have sympathy or religious background. You don't have sympathy or cultural background. A criminal to be a criminal anyway. Okay, you know, you talked about uh, uh, the way they are being handled, talking about some of these terrorists being let up. Now, don't you think it's a problem that has to do with our judicial uh, system? Well, you are not far from that. You see cases, uh, even awaiting trial, they are still much after how many years they are still in jail and all those things. Yeah, our judicial system goes to another huge problem for prophets. It, it hasn't been reformed to the extent that uh, we can have an accelerated hearing. For society, it's another problem. And you saw that if they keep them for such long, they now go and connect with their criminals out there, come and uh, attack the prison facility and set them free. And they go scotch free. And some of our laws, too. I don't know if Very obsolete, of course. Very obsolete because uh, the, you know, what we operate is uh, what we call received law. The laws. The common law that we got, that we are practicing. So we have not been able to reform ours. Yes. And we've been talking about this reform, reform over the years. Over the years, nothing has happened. In fact, if you go to Nigeria Law Reform Commission, oh. the Nigeria Law Reform Commission needs to be reformed first before oh. they are able to reform the Nigeria laws. Because these are old men who were put in a, a you know, bar for a bar for in 1990, as their locust classicals. And the society will operate right now. As evolved. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it has evolved. That's not so dynamic. That those that that they say that some set of laws are no longer compatible with the reality of our time. Yes. So so it's, a, it's another big mistake. Operating terrible laws, making judges not to even uh, take decisions that will help the society. Our lawyers arguing and allow criminal to go scot free. That's the big mistake that we have now. Yeah. Thank you so much. Eh? something there, a public affairs analyst, also a lawyer and a journalist. We are moving over to our last report in minute this morning, and that is the punch. The punch major news story says presidency. The APC dilemma over zoning they throw race open. Presidency, 2023 presidency in view. APC in dilemma over zoning, metro race open. APC considering best options for winning presidential poll says source. Parties free to pick presidential candidates from any zone, says ACM. That's Ariwa Consultative Forum. APC keeps IDNEC waiting on convention. Bauchi awaits peace panel. APC considering best options for winning presidential poll, says source. Parties free to pick presidential candidates from any zone, according to Ariwa Consultative Forum. APC keeps INEC waiting on convention. Bauchi awaits this panel. All this news on the punch newspaper is You see, uh, I think it will be. You know, it's a convention many Nigerians are waiting for with bated breath. You know, uh, it will be there. It will be there. There is a something with APC be, be seen to be fair, free fair, after is a. He just had about almost eight years now in the presidency, and they don't want to zone it to the south. No, no, that's not it. That's exactly what I want to say. It's what been, this would have been APC in confusion over zoning with two reasons. Not even the dilemma, because, uh, you know, as it were, uh. the issue of zoning, APC zoning, each presidency, 
sound, I tell you, it's incontestable. They know that themselves. If they do anything otherwise, they are out of power. That's number one. And number two is the choice of person from the south that's the that's the big issue. And there are two persons that you and I know. One among one of them from the south is loved by Nigerians. There are another from the same south. Is a is a kingmaker that want to become a king, and some of his own school of thought. I say, I say that uh, we allow, but the presidency is not respected in the south. To the north, to the southeast, to the south south, to the north central. So the issue that they are trying to aggregate. Let me tell you, politicians, they are trying to aggregate. Why they keep postponing this? You know, uh, shift it here and there. That, that, that they want to aggregate the opinion of Nigerians okay. from other geopolitical zones yes. to form their decision that look, we are zoning this thing to the south and we, and we want so so person to be our candidate based on what that is what they do. Okay. And main point is also of the opinion that PDP is also watching to see what uh, exactly. So now, yes, so on, on the other hand. The PDP is waiting to see their mistake while taking that decision so that they can strike. So that is why, well, maybe that is the reason why points is count this as a APC dilemma yeah. over zoning. We throw it open so that probably if anybody comes from the north, then you'll be able to confront PDP's north, northern candidate also. Other than that, but I want to let you know here that APC are waiting, they are doing the daily to know and to aggregate and to know the mind that they are. They are collecting data, the political from all over. They are processing it. So look, if we give our ticket to this person, or look at the person that is long, that is marketable by Nigerians, that is what you see them busy doing. They know what they are doing. Now, what I've seen here is that the uh, APC keeps the IDEC waiting on convention. That convention that we're talking, you know, once the convention is done, uh, then from there, the next thing is that, okay, for them to issue an official statement mm. by either the, the National Working Committee of the Party, that, okay, we are zoning our APC presidency uh, to the south or to the north or to the southeast. So that is why you see them shifting here and there. But I think as I could be, we have to recovery to the six in circumstances. I'm sure in circumstances. So they're now working hard to make sure that uh, they have a. Uh, you know, this is a fun story that they may throw it open. I think they're also throwing a pretty piece line because PDP said it was throwing it over his Yeah, uh, maybe the you know PDP throwing it open that they are talking about. You know, democracy, that's, this is democracy. Yes, this is democracy. Uh, but then it's an uh, unspoken rule that, you know, power should rotate between the north and the south. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, yes, that, democracy. Yeah. There has been a written rule. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, but be that as it may. You know, PDP's own. Since this democratic dispensation has been kind of rotation. Yeah. And again, the PDP's arrangement is with people. 
the program of it because the PDP might consider not because the last person that will be the good of Jonathan from the south. But that of APC is a different game because the APCs. As it's a long-term candidate right now, it's a very good And if you be suicidal, you still allow. So they throw it open that they are talking about. You know, sometimes they make the, the members of the party to try to, you know, lobby or try to uh, put pressure to say, look, leave this open, what is the policy, and that sort of things. But right inside their mind, they know where to be. And I tell you, I can predictably say, I'm not Nostradamus, but I can predictably say, this thing, APC, as far as it is concerned, will not go outside the South. And when you are talking about the South, okay, does it mean a specific, uh, specific, specific place in the South? As in, because the South is quite large. You have the South East, you have the South South, and you also have the South West. So, is it the South as a whole? Because many people are saying, like uh, some bodies are saying, is it just Power rotation, we'll talk about power rotation. It's just between the north and the southwest. Yeah, yeah, it's north and south. Southwest. Yes. No, no, no. North, because we've seen no, no, south. No, no, no. North and south. Okay. You know, when it comes to power rotation, it's only two zones. What's that? Yes. North and south. If it is north, it goes with the northeast, northwest, north central. That's north. north. If it's south, southwest, south, south, and southeast. So if they now say south, so it is it, it, now left for the components of the south, south. as in southeast, south south to now work what within their own jurisdiction. Uh, now okay. This is somebody we want to, to think. Okay. So that's why, like uh, on the other hand, you see the southeast okay. uh, trying to struggle for space. I if I were them okay. uh, or a stakeholder. What they could do is to reach out to southwest, mm. then south south, mm. then agree, they bring somebody yeah. and come and meet the northern zone. And that is. Yeah, we're even saying that for sake of equity and justice, that the southeast should be the turn of the southeast. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot, yeah. A lot of people are sympathetic with cause of southeast. A lot. And like you stop this unrest, uh, west events in the. In the area. In the area. Well, uh, uh, that's school of thought. No, but, but uh, well, you know, the residence is a different concept altogether. And they are very clear. They say they're not looking for a year from there. That's what they say. And they are looking for what they eh, say. Eh, that, that they are looking for their own independence. Not a year from there. So that uh, they even say, if you put a year from there to them, they're not even picking it. That's what they are after. I they are consistent. Their agitation with what they want. What they want. So, allowing something to, uh, to produce presidency will not kill the agitation. All right, thank you so much, Mr. Sam Sisma, a public affairs analyst, a lawyer, and also a journalist with Daily Post. It's been a pleasure hosting you on the program this morning. Thank you. And uh, we hope to see more of you thank on this you. program. Yeah. So, where we are, that's where we call it a day, and we draw a curtain. On today's uh, inside Nigeria, I hope you had a fun time. You were educated, excited watching us tomorrow. Don't forget, this another day for inside Nigeria. I remember when you first Bye.
This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.